Chapter 112 Mei Chan, Sentiment, Ultimate Pursuit There was a thousand-year-old monastery that had never opened its main gate to anyone, be it the king or the ordinary pilgrims. This place saw the rise of countless revered monks. The most famous one recently was Yang Taisui, who had been the mentor of two kings and was likely to see the third reign of the kingdom. That was the world-famous Duopondus Monastery. Behind the hills, at the foot of the mountain, there was a cemetery housing more than 1,000 tablets of deceased revered monks. At the edge of the cemetery sat the Thousand Buddha Hall. There were fist forms painted on the walls, which lasted hundreds of meters. There are a thousand fist forms in a thousand people's eyes. Therefore, people say that the best fist forms were from the Duopondus Monastery. On the east side of the Thousand Buddha Hall, an unknown monk in white resided in a small cottage. Not only did he drink rice wine and have meat against the precepts, but he was also married and had a daughter who had fully grown up in the monastery. The middle-aged monk broke all the rules, but thankfully nobody really found him obnoxious. He only took in one disciple who was as good-tempered as him. This young disciple guarding the cemetery was no ordinary monk. He had become a teaching monk at a young age and was granted the honorary red light robe. He had a weird pious name, Yichan, but it seemed just fine considering his mentor was named Mei Chan. Huting County in Jiangnan Circuit wasn't known for its splendid tribute lotus peony, but for a dissolute widow surnamed Xu who married there all the way from northern Liang. She had jinxed and killed two husbands in succession, both local nobles. But recently, the widow hooked up with a scholar from the nearby Jiangxin County, who was from a distinguished family in Jiangnan Circuit. The man was Liu Liting, also known as Mr. Cheng Zhai. His wife was born into a large family and turned out virtuous and talented. But unfortunately, Liu Liting seemed bewitched after he met the widow and insisted on divorce like a madman. Meanwhile, his wife was somehow close to one of his majesty's favorite concubines. The scandal in Jiangnan's circuit infuriated this concubine. She was pampered by his majesty and the queen treated her like a sister. Therefore, the officials of Jiangnan's circuit could no longer sit back and enjoy the show. They wrote letters of condemnation despite their reluctance. Hearing that, Liu Liting finally came back to his senses. He first sent the widow a breakup poem. Then he cried to his wife and scholar friends about how the widow had tried hard to seduce him. As a result, everyone was against the poor widow. What's more, Liu Liting's wife went all the way to Baoguo Temple just to slap the widow in the face and call her a slut. It was shocking for the people on the spot even though they loved drama. The peonies of Baoguo Temple 
were the best in Jiangnan circuit. The underdog widow always visited the temple on the first and fifteenth days of each month to burn joysticks and worship the deities. This was the fifteenth day of the month. On the first day of this month, she was slapped in the face. Right now, she dismounted from the horse and entered the temple with her maid, ignoring all the finger-pointing. The young maid said angrily, Milady, Luli Ting is outrageous. He's the one who has been pestering you all this time. Now he's shifting the blame. How can those educated scholars take his side? Can't they tell what's going on? That hellcat of his is even worse. I heard she always went for worshipping at Qingshan Temple. I swear I'll go there to slap her. Please do not ask for mercy for me. Let them beat me to death. I will take revenge for you no matter what. The pretty widow couldn't help but smile. She gently pulled the maid's ear and said softly, Silly girl. Well, I let her slap me on purpose. You know my little brother. He's like a lawless hooligan. He's on a trip right now. But once he hears about this, he will come running. He's always been a pretty kid. We didn't have many peonies back at home in the day, so I'd drag him to see them whenever they bloomed. And when I pinned them in his hair, jeez, he looked even prettier than girls. What a shame. It will rain in a few days. I wonder if he will make it in time for the blooming peonies. The maid said innocently, God won't let it rain. The widow murmured, The ruthless rain washes away the bitter sentiments. You're too young to get it. As if she were afraid that the maid would do something silly, the widow softly said, Just wait. Those arrogant nobles are nothing compared to my little brother. Once he comes, you will understand. The maesters, dressed in yellow and purple robes, gathered at the maesters' mansion, where an old Taoist and his disciple resided at the dilapidated Taoist temple at the mountain foot. The old Taoist had tried everything he could to make his one and only disciple a bit more devoted to his cultivation. Well respected on Mount Longhu, this wacky old Taoist was now squatting by the Qinglong Creek in a trance. He had taken the advice made by Prince Xu. He always dressed up and carried an impressive mahogany sword, which he borrowed from the young Taoists when he left the mountain. But still, he never changed his self-made tattered sandals and that worn robe which was covered in dust when he was in the mountain. Surprisingly, the disciple, who never spoke, followed him outside the Taoist temple and squatted by his side. The young disciple lowered his head and dusted the robe for the old Taoist with his withered hands. Having devoted his entire life to Taoism, the old Taoist never started a family. Sensing the young disciple's concern, he froze on the spot, swept over by emotions. Tears flooded his eyes. <laughs>